Global Missions Inc. podcast. Today's episode features Terry Miller. This has been a wonderful gathering. Amen. A gathering of those who who hear his voice. It's a gathering of those who are of like mind and like spirit and understanding. Of those who are being builded up together as a dwelling place for God by the spirit. Built on the foundation of the apostles Mm -hmm. and the prophets. Amen. Amen. Living apostles and living prophets. Not just apostles from days gone by. But even today. Living apostles and living prophets. Built up together on that foundation. And Jesus Christ himself is the capstone, the headstone. Jesus Christ is the chief cornerstone. In him the church exists. In him the church lives. In him the church moves. Outside of him, brother, sister, there is no church. And as far as you are concerned, it is in you that he lives and he moves and he dwells and he has his being. Outside of him, you are really just a walking non-existence passing through. But he has called you. He has called me. He has called us to bear witness. Hallelujah. Under the great truth of Christ in you. The hope of glory. Of God in Christ. Remember this. God in Christ in you. The hope of glory. God in Christ in you. The hope of glory. Amen. The great apostle speaks of the day when that glory shall be unveiled in such a degree that the creation itself will be brought into the liberty of the sons of God. Mm -hmm. He is raising up, hallelujah, a sonship company. Mm -hmm. This kingdom gospel is preparing a sonship company. What is this? A people who have gone on to perfection, meaning maturity in Christ, a people in whom God lives because God is in Christ and Christ is in you. And that's the hope of glory. Hallelujah. The glory, the glory. I believe I said the glory. Can somebody say the glory? Hallelujah. Hear it again. The glory. Hallelujah. Somehow methinks from the winds of the north, From the north sides of the mountain of that great city, I hear the sound of a rushing mighty wind. Praise his wonderful name. I hear tonight the rustle in the mulberry bush. I hear tonight, blessed be God, I see the windows of heaven are being opened tonight. Oh, glory. And heaven is coming down. And heaven is coming down. And glory is touching our souls. We're being changed and we're being transformed from the realm of the earthy to the realm of the heavenly. From the realm of the mortal to the realm of the immortal. We're moving beyond the realm of the passing Right into the realm of the permanent. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Yes. Hallelujah. The winds of God are blowing throughout the four corners uh, of the earth tonight. Uh, 
as he is sending forth his angels and he is gathering together people whom he has chosen to call his elect from the four winds of the earth and he is beginning to assemble them together into one great and mighty army into one great and glorious body praise his wonderful name changing and transforming that ministry which you have is not really which you have that ministry which you have is that ministry which you are hallelujah hallelujah, hallelujah. and that ministry and that gifting is not you that gifting that ministry is the manifestation of Christ in you the hope of glory. Oh, praise his wonderful name. Praise his wonderful and glorious name. Hallelujah. We're living. We are in a momentous hour, in a momentous day. I don't know just where we're at yet. I heard Brother uh, Love make one of those a memorable, momentous statements this morning when he said, we're somewhere, how was that? Uh, somewhere between... The not yet and the already. Somewhere between the not yet and the already. Praise God. Now that's deep. If you can get that one, you must be hearing the voice. Praise His wonderful name because it takes a revelation of the Holy Spirit to grasp onto that. We're somewhere. How is it? Already. Oh, we're already. We're we're somewhere. Between the already and the not yet. I pondered on that thing for a good 20 minutes this afternoon. I don't care where it came from. <laughs> yeah, I know where it came from. It came from a place, hallelujah, that you and I are very familiar with tonight. It came from a place that's more real than this world that you and I live in today, in this transitory age. I say to you tonight, by the anointing of the Holy Ghost, that place is our real home. That place is that realm in the Spirit where we live and we move and we dwell. Some call it heaven. I call it the kingdom. Hallelujah. And we belong to that place. Amen. Amen. We are just passing through. Well, I said that 50 years ago as a young whippersnapper. We're just a passing through. And now I'll turn 71 in next month. And I'm still saying we're just a passing through. It's taken a long time. It feels like we've been here. I've been here a long time. But I'm not done yet. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Are you? Oh, I've caught the vision. I've heard the sound of the abundance of rain. And I hear the voice come up a little higher, come up a little higher. I, like the other brethren who have ministered to us thus far, recognize my, my frailties. I recognize my shortcomings. And I understand that 
Every time we sing it, amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. Hallelujah. What a wretch. A wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Praise his wonderful name. It's good to be found. It's good to be home. I don't have to die to go home. I'm home already. Praise his wonderful name. If If God should call me on, I maybe call you on, like some of those who have gone before us, who have fought uh, the good fight. It'll just be an arising into that place in God where all things are truly forever well. Praise his wonderful name. Um, I don't fear those that day if it should come. I, like most of you here, would love to be among those who are alive and remain. Mm -hmm. Under the coming, the full coming mm-hmm. of our Lord Jesus Christ. Um, but should, uh, by in his, in his mind and reasoning, he should call me on before, or he should call you on before, there is no fear. No. All fear is gone. Mm-hmm. I've been very close a couple of times in life. Once when I had malaria, coming back from Africa, I felt I was, was crossing over. I felt that... Uh, I was very young, uh, still in my 20s, and, and, and yet I felt like I was, I was crossing over, mm-hmm. but I didn't. But I was so close, and you know, the strangest thing was, there was absolutely no apprehension, there was absolutely no fear, mm-hmm. there was nothing like that at all. I think that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Now, going through the series of health issues I've had um, this last while again I thought I was very close very close to to passing over crossing over and I again had absolutely no fear my body was racked with pain uh, really racked with pain was on chemotherapy and on high massive doses of, uh, of prednisone and, and other treatments couldn't hardly get out of my chair by myself many days. Couldn't get out of that bathtub, stuck in the bathtub of all things. And you'd look at a man my size stuck in the bathtub. You'd think they might have had to call the crane in to get me out. But somehow, uh, my wife got me out. <laughs> and a little five-foot <laughs> lady. They got me out. Or is it 4'11"? No, no, five feet. We'll give you an extra inch. Inch. <laughs> But uh, such pain. And the thing I want to testify about that, the thing I want to testify about that was never during that whole episode was my spirit spirit weakened. Never. Just never. Never was. I never felt my spirit weak. I felt my spirit strong. I felt very close to God. So when these troubles, trials, tribulations come your way, you don't have to give in to that. You can arise in the power of the Holy Spirit and live above it right here in this time frame. Praise his wonderful name. So we are creatures of eternity. We belong to God. We have come from God. 
And we are destined to return back unto God. The Spirit comes from the Lord. And we are destined to return back unto God from whence we have come. But we are here on a mission. If you pardon my way of, it's just my way of explaining it because I feel safe in it. Is we are here on a mission. We are here on a journey. But we are here on a mission. Perhaps you could say a commission. We are commissioned by God to be here. There are things that we must learn in this earthly experience. Which have something to do, hallelujah, with us going home, entering into the higher ground. Still higher than we have ever known before. And uh, it's wonderful. He gives us an opportunity to minister through our gifts, ministry, and calling this life to a sick and suffering and dying humanity. The world needs Jesus. There's no simpler way to say it. The world needs him. And oh, how we love him. How we love him tonight. Praise his wonderful name. I read over in the book of Colossians. You may wish to turn to Colossians chapter 3. There's kind of an exhortation tonight to, in my words, keep on keeping on. Or in the words of the Apostle Paul, pressing toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Oh, I feel a sermon coming up. The high calling of God in Christ Jesus. (laughs) Hallelujah. That, That statement of Paul's is loaded not only Christ in you, but you in Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Pressing toward the mark that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. That Paul said that you may be, I, I, speaking of himself, but also us. That I might be found in him. Yeah. In him. Not only having Christ in me, but being found in him, in Christ. Amen. That's sonship, isn't it? That is sonship. That is maturity. Hallelujah. Now they want to take that away from us out there in the religious world. Even the Christian world. They say, oh, no man can attain unto these things. No man can attain unto these things except the man. Hallelujah. The man Christ Jesus. And where is he? He's in his heaven. Oh, he's closer than that. He's in you. And he's in me. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Come on, Philippines. Praise the Lord out there. Yeah. Hallelujah. You can see I'm used to radio broadcasts. That's how I, for 40 years, always was ministering to the people in that way. You have to just, like, transport yourself from the Spirit and be right there with them. Isn't that so, Guyana? I hope you're out there. So Praise the name Antigua of the Lord. Just us. Who did? Antigua. Antigua, that's the homeland. Yeah. Oh, Praise is a wonderful name. We spent six years there. Hello, Antigua. Good to, good to be with you tonight. But if you then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above. Where Christ sits on the right hand of God. Set your affections on things above. Not on things of the earth. 
It's so easy to set affection, our affections, on the things of this earth. Yeah. The things that are passing. The things that are just, have no eternal value or eternal significance. Some of these things are very necessary as far as our livelihood is concerned. But that is not where our hearts must be. That is not where our affections must be. Wherever he plants us, the old Hutterites used to say, wherever you are planted, bloom. I like that one. Yeah. Wherever you are planted, bloom. Amen. Whatever your occupation is, or your school, or your whatever work, or whatever you're involved in in life, you're planted there so that you might bloom. That you might bear an effective witness to the kingdom of God. Amen. See, we are a kingdom people. So we must seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. The Lord Jesus said this gospel, good news, this gospel of the kingdom must be preached. Now some people don't like that word preach. You better get used to it. The whole world is going to be preached to. Praise God. Hallelujah. I didn't say preached at. I said preached to. This gospel of the kingdom must be preached, must be proclaimed Amen. as a witness mm -hmm. to all nations. And then the end, yeah. the end of the present evil order will come. Mm -hmm. So we are kingdom people. Yes. We are people with a kingdom message. Amen. They said, well, where is this kingdom? The Pharisees. Where is this? They're always, these old Pharisees are always around, aren't they? Always around through life's journey. He said, where is the kingdom you're you talking about? He said, the kingdom of God. Well, I'll use the one translation. He said, the kingdom of God is in your midst. Mm -hmm. yeah. And there he stood. Yeah. And another translation, the king's author. Like Brother Aldridge used to say, this is the authorized version. <laughs> because that's what it says in the beginning. This is the authorized version. Authorized by the king, you see. Anyway, the king's version, the King James version, it says that the kingdom of God is within you. I love that. Amen. Present with you, yes. I'm with you always, he said. Even under the end of the world. Amen. I'm with you always. Hallelujah! Amen. But the kingdom is also, it is, the kingdom of God is within you. And out of your innermost being, by the anointing of the, the kingdom anointing, which is the king's anointing, he, he is the king. Hallelujah! He is the anointed. It is by the anointing that we are able to bear this effective witness in the world, in our world, mm -hmm. in which we live during this short time that we are passing through. Mm -hmm. Praise his wonderful name. Everybody says, I want to go to heaven when I die. But not yet, you know. <laughs> Nobody wants to go yet right now, you see. But I want to go to heaven when I die. But you know, it's much, much deeper than what happens when you die is right here and right now. You can already live in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. You must have that kind of a relationship with him. 
Oh, praise his wonderful name. He said, I'll never leave you. I will never forsake you. The New English translation said, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I will never abandon you like an orphan in the storms of life. Anybody here know anything about the storms of life? I will never abandon you in the storms of life. But I will come to you. What a mighty God. What a mighty God we serve. So set your affection. On things above, mm-hmm. not on things on the earth. Mm-hmm. For you are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. You're, you're dead to self, but you are alive unto God. Mm-hmm. And your life is hid with Christ in God. When he, Paul said, who is our life, shall appear. Mm -hmm. Then shall we appear together with him in glory. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. A lot of people think the glory is just something to come. The glory is present in the earth today. Hallelujah. Praise his name. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall we appear together with him in glory. Just to clue you in a little bit, This is not speaking of a rapture. This is not speaking even of what men call the second coming of Christ, which is very real, a very real event. But this coming of Christ is the appearing of Christ in the earth, in that earth which you are, in that earth which I I am. The appearing of Christ. The appearing of Christ in you is the manifestation of God. Of Christ through your gifts in your ministries. And when you, uh, as a gifted member of the body, begin to minister according to that gift, you notice when you enter into that realm, old things start to pass away. And all things seem to become new. If we can live in that place, if we can make our home in that realm, We will find victory in Jesus. You know, today, Brother Hunt actually said this many, many, many years ago. Uh, Brother Hunt said, we go in the way it is now. He said, we go in, and we do, and then we come out. Is that your experience? It's mine. We go in, and we come out. He said, we go in, and we come out. But then he said in his unique way about shook all earth when he said it. He said, we go in and we come out. He said, but bless God, the day is coming when we shall go in never to come out again. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. 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 That is what I'm looking for. Yeah. We will never come out again. Praise his wonderful name. Oh, it's good to be alive. Amen. 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 He is our life. Praise his wonderful name. God has a plan. God has everything under control. Everything is according to schedule. We mentioned, we're not talking politics and church, God help us. But only we'll mention this. That there is... There you go. I only mention this. That there is an election coming. That's all I'm going to, going to mention. 
Vote whoever you, well, okay. <laughs> vote or don't vote, that's up to you. Uh, but there is a coming a change of government regardless of who yeah. is elected. Yeah, that's right. Amen. And we've been taught in the meetings thus far that God, who has everything under control, will raise the kings up, yeah. will raise the presidents up, but he will also bring them down in his own time according to his own choosing. I always get a little nervous when I vote for one guy and the other guy wins because God, I must have voted against God. <laughs> God raises them up and God brings, sometimes maybe I do. And uh, God, But he has his reasons, doesn't he? For who he puts where he puts. Just like he has his reasons for putting you where you are. You may say, Lord, I'm not making much progress here. I'm just spinning my wheels. As Wayne Peters often says, you're just spinning your wheels. You may feel that way, but you're not. You're learning to lean. Learning to lean. You say, well, the tribulations. Ooh, he's promised that tribulations would be part of our package. It is part of the learning experience. It is part also, in my experience in a way, the tribulations are part of my unlearning experience also that caused me to reflect on where I'm at and how things are going, you see. And I say, oh, I have to unlearn this. I have to change this. I have to, you know, whatever. But it's also a learning experience that he takes you through, some through the fire, some through the flood, but all through the blood of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Praise his wonderful name. God's plan is perfect. It's all on schedule. Brother Holt, Herrick Holt, wrote something many years ago that I cherish. And I want to read this to you. Because God has a plan for each life. That calling of God is something you have been predestined to enter into. You say, well, how is it I can see something the brethren are saying, for example, understand, and my neighbor over here, he can't get anything out of it at all. And I have Christian friends down the street, you talk about some of these things, some of them, duh, you know, and others say, oh, isn't that wonderful? It just opens them up and causes them to come up. It has a lot to do with the callings and the election, the divine election of God. And what you see, what you see and what you hear, I mean in your, in your spirit, what has been revealed unto your hearts, that is what you are responsible for before heaven, before God. Uh, and you and I will be judged one day according to what we have done with that light that was shed upon our pathway. You will never be judged for what Sister Ting down the road is seeing or Brother Herman on the other side of the road is Christian people, I mean, they may not see what you see. They love the Lord, but they can't get a clue what you're seeing. Why is that? Because it is God who opens up and God who closes up. 
And every man's calling, hallelujah, is from the realm of the divine. Amen. Somebody, I believe it was you, Brother Smoke, who, who talked about different preachers uh, last night, uh, saying that uh, we are not here to condemn other groups or churches or preachers or, 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 or anything like that. We just thank the Lord wherever the name of Jesus is being preached. Amen. 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 You know, we Amen. used to be so stuffy, some of us. Oy, oy, oy. Anybody? Oy, oy. I say, oy, oy, oy. Some of us were so stuffy. And I put myself in that company. If they couldn't see what I'm seeing, they were worth the time of day. That is not true. Not true at all. You remember how we used to, well, you have to be kind of old to know this, but you know how we used to be so anti-Catholic? Oh, my goodness. Catholics. You know, they'd say, well, uh, you know, if you're a Protestant, you've got a pretty good chance of getting in. But Catholic, I don't see how you could ever make it in there, you know. Uh, you're blowing smoke all over the place and you're lighting candles. And I just thought Brother Andrew was talking about what do you see in not just Catholic churches, churches all over the world right now. Smoke is blowing, you see, different type of smoke, uh, smoke machines and laser beams. And I tell you, you know, can you believe it? I can't believe I've lived to see that day. But it's out there, it's there. But you know, we used to think about, and Catholics are mild now compared to that. And uh, we always thought, oh, they light all their candles, and they do all this, and they do all that. And they worship Mary, which we thought they did. We didn't even know they didn't worship Mary. They just venerated her as the mother of Jesus, you know. We're learning a few things. Maybe a little overboard, in case you're Catholic. I'm not criticizing you tonight. But uh, the thing is, we, we thought, no, nah, they'll never make it. You know, they can't possibly be the people of God or part of the people of God. And uh, I remember Bishop Litweiler, he was a Mennonite uh, bishop from Indiana, not too far from down the road from here. And he went to um, Argentina as a missionary for the Mennonite church to uh, uh, start churches, he said, and to win Catholics away from their churches and bring them into ours, that type of, of idea. And then he said, we heard that the Holy Ghost fell on the Catholic Church in Buenos Aires. Holy Ghost, he said, falling upon Catholic Church in Buenos Aires. This can't be, you know. Why, they believe this, and they believe that, and they believe the other thing. Down the road he went with his whole litany. And then they said one day, they said, Bishop Litwiler, God is moving in that Catholic Church. Can't be. And he was from the old school. And the old school, you know, wore the old type Mennonite collar and the whole bit. One night he and Ada were invited to come along. And he was kind of a cantankerous guy anyway, you know. And uh, well, I can go along and see what they're doing. Well, he went along to see what they were doing. And they were sitting there in that meeting. My, my, my. He sees these old nuns. That's how he described them. These old nuns going up and down the aisle in that Catholic church, playing tambourines and dancing before the Lord and shouting victory and shouting glory. And they'd even say things, come to Jesus, you know, and all this type of thing. He couldn't believe what was going on. He said, then these old nuns and some old priests too, as he described them, 
went down the aisle and start laying hands on people. Laying hands on people. And their words were, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. And he said, I sat there and I said to God, Don't let that old nun put her hand on me. <laughs> That's exactly what he said. Don't let that old nun put her hand on me. He said before I was finished with the prayer, it was like, zip, there she was, right in front of the old bishop. And she, the first thing she said to the Lord, Lord, loosen him up. First thing. She didn't know him, you know. Lord, and he needed loosening up, Brother Andrew. Loosen him up. And you know, he said before, I, I just, I, mean, I forget exactly how he said I, I lost control, I think is the way he said. And, and he said, the next thing I knew, I was speaking to God in a language that I had never heard before. Amen. <laughs> you see, in the beginnings of this move of the Spirit, there is a prophecy. You know, I do a lot of history-type research, and uh, I've been following up on this. And there is a prophecy that was given at North Battleford, in 1948-49 in that frame. And God said, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Amen. And I shall pour out my spirit upon the Catholic Church. Name the thing. The Catholic Church. Mm -hmm. And the Anglicans, which is Episcopalians. And, and I forget all the names I don't have in front of me. Lutherans and Baptists and all these kinds that you would never expect that to be. And the Lord said... And their bishops, speaking of the Catholics, shall speak with new tongues. Brother York told me, there's more to the prophecy, but Brother York told me when we heard that, many of us thought of something, that, that, that can't be, that, that, that's not going to happen. And Brother York told me, years later of course, he told me, but I live to see it happen. Amen. Isn't that something? Yeah. Upon all flesh. Yeah, Hallelujah. Well, did they all come into the move of the Spirit? No. But they were endued with some fresh power from on high that they, according to their own calling, hallelujah, would be more faithful in ministering Jesus according to their level of understanding. There are many levels of understanding, different levels of understanding. And you are not responsible for somebody else's level of understanding, but you are responsible for your level of understanding. Yeah, right. But the overriding component of this all was, he said, and I shall begin to bring together the body of Christ from the four winds. Your sons and your daughters shall come from afar off. And then he taught us in those days, the brethren who were there in those days, he taught us that he would bring forth a remnant, a few here and a few there, who could hear his voice, and he would bring them into one glorious body. And he would work with them, and he would build them up on the foundation, the restored foundation of apostles and prophets. Oh, praise in the fivefold ministry. Well, we have lived to witness it. Amen. We have lived to see it. And I'm not ashamed of it at all. We may have a handful of the Lord's chosen, chosen few here, a few chosen ones there, a few chosen ones here, and a few chosen ones there. And yeah, they have their big buildings and, and puffing up their smoke and their lasers and all the rest of it. 
Well, they said, if you could get something out of it, God bless you. But for me and my house, we have heard the voice. Hallelujah. And he said, this is the way for you. Walk ye in it. Apostle Peter said, be established in the present truth. What present truth? The present truth that he has unveiled unto you and unto me and unto his holy ones. Hallelujah. Be established in the present truth. Praise his wonderful name. And he said, if you would do these very things, be established. He said, you would never miss the way. He went so far as to say, and you will never fall. But I'm conscious God will judge me according to what I do with that light that has been shed upon my pathway. God will judge you according to what you have done. So we couldn't go any other way. We have heard his voice. This is the way for you to walk in it. There will come a day. I believe it. As much as I see your face. There will come a day when all of God's children will be gathered home into one glorious church without spot, blemish, or wrinkle. But some must go before. Some must be like John the Baptist, the John the Baptist company, if you will. Mm-hmm. Sort of a voice crying in the wilderness. Repent, repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. That's our message. That's our message. Jesus said, proclaim it to the ends of the earth. And a strange thing, everywhere we go, Brother Andrew, we find people who somehow, as soon as they hear that, they come alive. They don't say, well, what's all your doctrine? Teach me all of your doctrine. What do you believe in this? What do you believe in that? They recognize the Holy Ghost. They recognize Jesus. And they're drawn unto him. And their spirit is teachable because they hear him. Teachable. 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 Mm -hmm. They're not kicking against the pricks. They're not trying to disprove you. They're not fighting you. They're not debating you. They're not arguing with you. They will ask a multitude of questions. Good questions. As they go on in their journey. And we are here. Hallelujah. To help them along the way. Amen. It's very simple really. It's very simple. People try to make us look like we're some kind of an oddball outfit out there. In the fringes of something or other. When actually we're right in the center. Of the flow of his anointing. Amen. 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 He didn't care too much for him either. (laughs) And for his disciples. Brother Holt wrote concerning this predestined plan of God. God has known you before you knew yourself. God has known you from the beginning. And he saw your whole life in his foreknowledge. And his predestinated power determined what your end would be from the beginning. That's, that's mighty. Yeah. People say, well, what if I run away from the plan of God? What if I try to escape his will for my life? You can do that. You can kick against the pricks all you want mm-hmm. to. But it's not as easy as you think to get out of the will of God. When you're out of the will of God, you're in a realm you don't want to be in. 
But when you're in the will of God, there his life is flowing, his anointing is real. Praise his wonderful name. Brother, I don't even know where it is in here, but Brother Holt uh, also wrote this in here about how hard it is to get away mm -hmm. from the plan of God for your life. Mm -hmm. We may say, well, uh, we have free will. We do, to a certain extent. God will give you rope, Brother Olders used to say, God will give you enough rope just to hang yourself. You Not anymore, just enough to hang yourself. And if you want them, you know, go that way, go ahead. Do it for a while, but he raises the dead even, praise God. Yes. He will bring you in. The call of God is on your life. You remember that for your children who have heard the voice in years gone by. Remember that. And your friends, some who may be afar off. They may be Christians today, but they're far off from the call that God has for them, their life. The divine election, the divine choosing, they're, they're not in the midst of his will for them. Remember this, God, some people don't like it when I say this kind of worldly terminology, I guess, is why they don't like it. But I like it, I'm going to say it anyhow. Praise the name of the Lord, you can judge it. Uh, God is going to get you. That's the way I put it. Mm -hmm. God is going to get you. That boy of yours, that girl of yours, mm -hmm. that sister, that brother, that friend, that grandma. God is going to get her. God is going to get you. God is determined. <laughs> you can't buck the determination of God. He will give you so much rope, you can make a lot of trouble for yourself. But God's determination is that he shall have you. Praise God. So... Why fight? Come on. Flow in the stream. Enter into the waters to swim in. Brother Holt wrote, Now the predestined plan of God is mentioned in Ephesians 1. He planned in his purpose of love that we should be adopted as his own children to Christ Jesus, that we might learn to praise that glorious generosity of his. It's such a way of wording things, you know. We might learn to praise that glorious generosity of his, which has made us welcome in the everlasting love he bears toward us. It is through the Son, at the cost of his own blood, that we are redeemed, freely forgiven through that full and generous grace which has overflowed into our lives and opened our eyes to the truth. For God has allowed us to know the secret of his plan. And it is this. Listen to this. God has allowed us to know the secret of his plan. And it is this. He purposes in his sovereign will that all human history shall be consummated in Christ. That everything that exists in heaven or earth shall find its perfection and its fulfillment in him. Amen. I think those are, those are beautiful words. Amen. And then you also wrote, someday, see God's objective is the whole world. Mm -hmm. God's objective is the whole creation. Each man in his own order, each woman in his own order. 
according to the plan, you see. Hallelujah. Someday, every knee will bow in one glorious tribute to our Lord and Master. The hour will come when every voice on earth and those who have been locked in the grave by the prison keeper death will praise the Lamb of God who has taken away the sin of the entire world. Every angel, every cherub, every archangel, every player of the harp and flute, everything that hath breath, all will sound in one glorious extravaganza. He is wonderful to the glory of God. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. It is hard for me <coughs> when you catch that vision. Brother Holt says, when you see God's purpose and plan and objective, Brother Holt writes, it's hard for me to be bothered with those who want to play policeman for God and accuse God of being a Scrooge ready to grind fallen man into the dust of the earth. His plan is to lift him, not grind him into the dirt. By his death, he makes us into a new man with new desires and dreams. For death, he gives life. To the thirsty, he gives water. To the sick, he gives health. He is God's gift to us all. Praise God. Amen. That's the words of an apostle in this dispensation. Praise his wonderful, wonderful and glorious names. No, it is not Holy Scripture. But it is, an, it is an, as we said today in visiting some of us, it is an expounding yeah. of the Scriptures. Yeah. An expounding of the revelation of God in Christ mm -hmm. for his world, to his world, mm -hmm. and to his creation. Mm -hmm. Oh man, I, I, I love him. I love him with all of my heart. Tonight. Praise God for me to live is Christ. Yeah. Some may say, well, to die is gain. For me to live is Christ. Mm -hmm. Whether I'm living on this side of the river, <laughs> or whether I'm living on the other side of the river, mm -hmm. for me to live is Christ. I see, I see in, in the spirit the man with a fan that is in his hand. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. One of the old brethren years ago used to tell us that fan that is in his hand and in the hand of the body of Christ, that fan is, is slowly fanning every little spark that is out there in the earth so that it might spring up into a great and mighty fire. Our objective, as Brother Andrew expounded to us so wonderfully, it is not to put down these people who are walking in their callings, hallelujah, and preaching Christ according to their level of understanding, but rather to take that fan which is in his hand, hallelujah, over that smoldering flax and cause that thing to arise in a mighty frame. You know what you do with these kind of people, these preachers? It's a funny way to say it, but you know what you do with these kind of preachers? 
You don't say, oh, yes, handmade preaching like that. We don't believe in pastors. You know, your hirelings are paid better than I am. You know, just like little grumps. Mm -hmm. and nobody's interested in you anyway, so just don't do it. Mm -hmm. What we have to do when we encounter these people and God leads you to them and them to you and also members of their churches it is not to put them down but it is to lift them up. It is to offer a word by the Holy Ghost that will cause them to seek, you know. I, I used to be ready for an argument when I was young with them, you know. I used to have a Church of, God, of Christ guy, or if there's any Church of Christ people out here, God bless you. But I used to have a Church of Christ guy that would just irritate me. Everything I ministered, that's a denomination, everything I ministered practically, he would try to disprove. He never came to church, he just listened to the radio. And uh, uh, heard me, you know. And uh, he was all on this thing about pastors, you don't believe in pastors, every church has to have a pastor, you should know better than that. He talked to me like that, you know. And I just about had enough of him. I said, all right. You know, I... I Sometimes you go a little off, but uh, <laughs> have you ever gone a little off in life? <laughs> and I said to him, I've got a hundred dollar, I think I was a hundred I offered him, I've got a hundred dollar bill in my pocket. Give me one scripture, and I'll give you time to look it up, one scripture where any church ever had a pastor in charge of a local church. I still have the money. Well, really, I spent it, but because I knew he'd never come back. Never come back. But you know, there's people like that. Today, when I meet that type of people, I just ask them about Jesus and tell them about him. And I hope they tell me they love him. You know, I have a Catholic priest living, I mean, his church is right across the road, and I see him sometimes at a grocery store. I'm always very congenial to him. And, and uh, I mentioned something about Jesus. He will mention something about Jesus. And I will say to him, maybe put my arm on his shoulder and I'll say, Brother, my prayer for you is that you will just go on with God. That you will be faithful in your service unto him, you know, that kind of thing. And that God will open your understanding, and then I usually say, and mine too, to all that he has for us. You know, now he's my friend. Now he's my friend. You see? Yeah. Yeah. And he'll ask questions every now and then. But if I took a um, defensive attitude or acted like I was some kind of an apologist that was supposed to straighten him up, you know, we wouldn't be we wouldn't be seeing we wouldn't be visiting. So it's called being led by the Spirit. And as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Right. I am becoming more and more conscious, as time goes on, that the people who, I don't know how to say cross your pathway, come across your path in life, that you encounter in life, that there's a purpose in all of these people coming your way. Yes. That woman over at the Walmart... You know, there's a purpose. Mm -hmm. I want to leave her with a, with a word. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. not to preach to her. I just want to leave her with a word. Yeah. Maybe it's simple. How is your day today? Yeah. 
I hope you're having a good day. And you say, God bless you. Goodness, sometimes when you say, God bless you, almost brings these people to tears. Because something is going on in their life. Mm -hmm. And somebody is extending the blessing of God. Just simple things like this and how you deal with people along the journey. It isn't difficult. We think that uh, ministry is some big deal, you know. Uh, it's just ordinary life, living the life of, of him who is your life in you. I'm so glad that he is restoring all things. I am so glad that he has established in our day, once again, in the church, the fivefold ministry of a, a, a apostolic ministry of apostles and prophets and evangelists and pastors and teachers. Brother George Warnock wrote many years ago, he said, thank God the hour is at hand when the glorious unity for which Christ prayed and for which he ascended on high and bestowed gifts unto men is about to be manifested. Ministries are being raised up and established in the body of Christ. And these constitute Christ's love gift, gift of love, to the church for their perfection. Will they bring this unity to pass? To doubt it is to doubt God's word. It is not a case of rejecting man because of their faults and their failures but to reject the God-ordained ministry is to reject God who gave them. Boy, that's powerful words. That was written way back in 1951. Many, and there are also many like this, they have their own idea how well they'll work out this salvation and enter into perfection, etc. He says, but many would much rather prefer to perfect themselves. They would want to do it through prayer. Nothing wrong with prayer. They would want to do it through fasting, through reading the scriptures and so forth. These, of course, all have their place and will do much to prepare the heart and the soul. But in themselves, they will not produce this perfection. Amen. God has ordained ministries in the body by which this perfection shall come to pass. To refuse the ministry the fivefold ministry, then is to say to Christ, I don't need your ascension gifts. I prefer to be perfected in some other way. One of the reasons the fivefold ministry is restored is for, you can read it in Ephesians, my time is, is kind of over, uh, is for the perfecting of the saints. That's right. To bring the saints to maturity. Oh, how privileged we are. Since the beginning of this outpouring, when God said that he would do this, and he did it, we have had in our midst as a people the fivefold ministry. Every member of the body is ministry. Don't misunderstand me. But these ministries of apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers are not men. Hallelujah. They are ministries, offices. Different men have occupied these offices. 
But the ministry, the real ministry, apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teachers have been with us always. Praise his wonderful name. And I've been reading a little on, on this of late. When I was sick, I had a lot of reading time. So I did a lot of study and research and reading. And I think it was good, good for me mm-hmm. to be more grounded in present truth. Praise God. And more solid on the foundation. But we have, all, all of us who are a little older, remember the early ministries, the fivefold ministry. We remember them well. And we thought, most of us did, we thought, they'll never die. They will be with us always, right up into the fullness, you know. And then they start to die on us. We say, oh, you're dying like flies all around us. And, you, you know, I mean, I'm not making fun of them, but, you know, they were going down quick. And we were, some of us were getting a little, and then the Lord seemed to quicken to the hearts of many it is not the men he's talking about. It's the ministry. The ministry does not die. And so he set other men in those offices. But the ministry is the exact same ministry. Hallelujah. It is, excuse me, but it is the same ministry that the apostle Peter held. That ministry never died. Peter is alive, and I'm not talking about the Pope either. Peter is alive. When I say that, I mean the ministry which he possessed is alive and is with us today. Praise God. Hallelujah. The faces change, but the ministry, the fivefold ministry, would endure until we come into the fullness of the Son of God. When the older ministry started leaving us, crossing that river I well I'm just give personal testimony I served under them for um, 40 some years most of them that's a long time I was a traveling deacon uh, at the age of um, 25 and I'm 71 almost my wife always say don't say you're 71 you are 70 it's funny as you start to get older you, you don't mind adding a year to it isn't that strange <laughs> when you're younger you subtract a few I always add one so it won't be long I'll be 72 a year and one month from now <laughs> don't say that don't say that even my son Joseph emails him to me and says quit telling people you're 71 you are 70 he doesn't want an old old dad he says <laughs> But be that as it may, I served under those men, and, and a few others did too, uh, who are still with us, a long time, over 40 years. And to see them leave us was a real, a real shake-up, I think for many people. And then God raised up replacements, if you will, right from the ranks of those whom he had prepared and now we have the full complement of the fivefold ministry functioning in the church. I sat in the ministries, a ministry, had a kind of a ministry's meeting. I sat in the ministries meeting around Camp Titan. And I listened to those me- these men uh, 
expounding the things of God, praying for the church, and, you know, just everything that traveling ministries would do. And it was like the Holy Spirit quickened to me. I didn't have a vision, but it was quickened to my spirit. Open your eyes and see. Look around the room. Don't you see apostles? Don't you see prophets? Don't you see evangelists? Don't you see pastors? Don't you see teachers? These are the same ministries that you have known for these 40-some years. Different faiths for the same ministry. And now I'm at 100% peace. I knew that and was right, but I needed it in my spirit to be right. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So don't fear. One day, the sons of God, I hate to make it sound like it's future, but the sons of God will be manifest in fullness. The reigns of this world will become the kingdom of God, and the reigns will be that of those whom he has set, and those whom, in the hands of those whom he has set and chosen. And he shall be king of kings and lord of lords. Mm -hmm. But Peter said, you are kings and you are priests unto God. But he is the king of all kings. Mm -hmm. So let him be lord. Manifest today his life, his power, and his anointing. Mm -hmm. And as you do that, you and I will be changed from glory unto glory. As I saw them pass in my heart I saw as I crossed the river I saw this man standing in the midst of the river dressed in fine linen and he was ministering life to both sides mm -hmm. both sides I saw it as if I saw it he was ministering life to both sides mm -hmm. the body of Christ is on both sides of the river. Amen. There's more there than are here. Yeah. Those who heard the voice over these many generations. So, so I'm just glad to be a part, aren't you? Amen. Of the family of God. Amen. Brother Livingston was once asked uh, about making it in. And Brother Livingston said, I can't even tell you I'm going to make it in, he said. But I want to make it in. Mm -hmm. And that's the call mm -hmm. of the kingdom. Mm -hmm. If that is in your heart, I want you. Amen. I want to be there. Amen. You know how we used to sing, when the roll is called up yonder, I'll be there. Yeah. Now, there's a roll being called tonight. Mm -hmm. Are you there? Were you there? Will you be there? <laughs> Do you hear the voice? They that hear the voice shall rise up. Like a mighty army. Mm -hmm. And they shall live. And they shall not die. And there are those who are alive today. Who will be alive and remain. Mm -hmm. Under the fullness of his coming. Hallelujah. Amen. And others will go on before. But we will join those who go on before. Will be like we read in the book of Hebrews. So praise his wonderful name. That they embraced these truths, they saw these truths from out all of the all of the ages. They were persuaded of them, it says in, in the book of Hebrews. But they died in faith, believing. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. 
They were saying, I'll be there. I'll be there. I'll be there. And they died in faith, believing, waiting for us to enter in. Hallelujah. So that they, they without us, cannot be made perfect. But we will rise together. We will rise. Like Brother Hunt said, we will go in. Brother, we ain't never coming out again. Amen. We're going in. We're going in. If you would like more information about the moving of God's Spirit or resources for your spiritual life, please visit our website at www.globalmissionsinc.org.